Awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. Welcome to the Weekly Awesome. I'm your host, Bubba, and uh, it's uh, the return of the Weekly Awesome Week 2, pandemic week two and a half. Uh, I'm here, as always, with my two favorite fellas, Papa Bill and Coffee Lou. Fellas, how's being inside? Um, fine. I went outside today. I also went outside today. Just nice. to go to the grocery store, it was just terrifying, but I did it. That, it's, it's a weird, I was got super anxious the other day when I went to the grocery store, too. So in Minnesota, here where Bill and I are, uh, the governor announced on Wednesday. So, yes, we're recording this on a Thursday. It'll probably come out on a Sunday or Monday. Uh, Wednesday, they made the announcement that tomorrow night at midnight is, is when we're going into the... Uh, everybody else has been calling it shelter-in-place. They tried to go for a friendlier stay-at-home It's order. Minnesota, baby. We're fucking friendly here. That's what we do. Uh, so, executive, $1,000 misdemeanor if you're caught outside for any of the reasons other than, you know, the couple that they... Wait, made. is that true? Louis, are you guys under an official lockdown? Yeah, well? they, uh, Cal- they called it a stay-at-home order, and the theory is that the... Uh, nobody in California wants to have the word shelter near their name because there's a humongous problem with people who don't have homes. And uh, Anyway, uh, yeah, so you apparently, I don't have a car, but you apparently, they've been pulling over people and giving $400 tickets if you are not going to or from somewhere that's essential. So, No kidding? Yeah, that's yeah. the way, wow. way to enforce. Um, yeah, this is, uh, you know... Crisis is growing, but we're here to lighten things up. Uh, <laughs> not light, not light for me, but it'll be light for everybody yeah. else. Uh, Bubba, as I, 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 what what's on your finger? As I'm looking at you on the video chat here, what the what the hell? Well, so this, you know, you know, let let's get through our drinks first because this is going to be the first thing I talk about in our first segment. Because uh, uh, I've got a I've got a story. It uh, looks I'll just like you. This. My finger is wrapped in a lot of duct tape right now. <coughs> uh, <coughs> It looks like you stunk your pink finger in a bunch of pink bubble gum. Yeah, I mean that's for yeah, it's uh it's is that oh, the did All you, right. did you try was that the first attempt or was that like the third attempt? No, th- this was the fu- this was the I had a different version that was just like this that I had on for a couple hours. I couldn't stop the bleeding. Uh, like I said, we'll, we'll get there. It's a great story. But uh, first, let's uh, let's talk about the most important part of at least what I need to be doing right now, which is drinking. What's our drink of the week? I'll start. Um, we have a nifty service, uh, but because laws make lots of sense, you can only order two times in a, in a calendar year from a winery uh, to deliver to your household. Uh, so we just used our second of the year, uh, some wine club thing where they just bring you 15 bottles of wine to your door. Very cheap. Uh, supposed to be, they claim it's local, uh, you know, local wine and all these things, you know, trying to get good local wine and your yada, yada. Wild uh, rice wine from Hibbing, Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's from 2017, a very good year. And, uh, I'm going to drink this entire thing out of the bottle cause I'm missing a fingertip. Bill, what are you drinking? What self jerking venture capitalist somehow renamed it angel investor by the way like that's stupid how did we come up with that term maybe i just don't understand investing enough to maybe it's the fact that you don't know means that you're not ready for an angel investment (laughs) (laughs) but like does that imply that the angel like to me isn't an angel investor just like some rich guy that gave you all the money not like the crowd funded it because isn't that just crowdfunding like isn't angel funded just mean like yeah a rich person gave me the money isn't, I don't. Yeah, yeah I, I, think, I think it has to do with an angel. 
You got an angel with you right now. <laughs> you got an angel talking about baseball movies. We'll be talking about that later in movies. Yes. We're starting early. It's it's baseball um, night here on the Weekly Awesome. Happy yes. opening day. Bill, uh, what are you drinking? Uh, I was uh, the throwback to a uh, previous episode, meaning last week. Remember <laughs> when we talked about <laughs> Brian Cox talking about the pronunciation of Scotch whiskey distilleries? Lagavulin. Mm. <laughs> so, I'm, again, I'm not 100% sure if this is right, but uh, I, I have a glass of Glen Morangy, mm. um, and it's... Delicious. Now say that like Brian Cox so that I can. Glen Morangi. <laughs> I need some time alone. That's fancy. Are you drinking that on, uh, on on the rocks? I had a little bit of ice in here. It is now melted. Mm. Kind of best of both worlds. Yeah, baby. Fucking <laughs> <A. laughs> Louis, Louis, what are you drinking? <clears throat> um... I've got a Mind Haze IPA from Firestone Walker Brewing Company and uh, a little bit of Jameson. Nice. That is a solid combo. Yeah. Uh, Gentlemen, I'd like to propose that we be drunk <laughs> by the middle of this podcast. Okay. Okay. Uh, Louis, is that a brewery near you <coughs> there? I don't believe I've heard of that brand before. Uh, I. It is a, it is a well-known... It's one of those... Uh, Brewing companies that always ends up. Firestone Walker is not, their cans don't normally look like this, but it's one of those brands that always ends up. It has a couple beers that are really well ranked. It's got like lions on the logo, but it looks like it is out of Paso Robles, California. So Mm. I don't know where that is, but it sounds like a different language. (laughs) Nearer to you than to us. Yes, that seems accurate. Oh, excellent. It's baseball day here on the pod, and uh, we, uh, we're going to talk about baseball. But before we get there, we're going to deal with the uh, giant pink finger in the room. Uh, and we're going to start it out with uh, a segment of Ask a Grown-Up with Bill. 401k, taxes, and baby throw-up. That's right. And it's time to ask a grown-up with Bill. All right, Bill. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How should he have dealt with his finger? <laughs> Well, no, it's, I mean, yes, part of it is there. So, so here's what happened. I, uh, I was doing dishes and, uh, not paying as much attention as I should have. My mind was wandering. Is there any specific reason why (laughs) when you were doing a lot of dishes, your mind was wandering or is it just sort of, no, I mean like anything going on in the world today that's got you worked up. I meant, I I meant more like were, were you in a certain mindset because you had to do a bunch of chores and. You wanted to get yourself in that correct mindset that might. Well, have actually, you. Lewis, <laughs> talk about self-promoting. Uh, I, I was listening to our forthcoming album, The Bunk and Cousins Reconnoiter a Recently Ransacked Village. Wow, uh, tell me more. On, re- on repeat, I like like that's what the, that's what I am usually doing when I, uh, you know, I'm doing any all the shit around the house. So I'm cooking or cleaning or uh, doing that kind of stuff. Uh, I usually am either blasting music or now that it's uh, everybody at home, I'm got the, the the old headphones on so that I don't bother my wife and uh and so yeah I was just listening to the new mixes of the the album because trying to just you know get a bunch of hears in to see if there's any last tweaks that need to <laughs> get be made a bunch of so hears I, in. <laughs> right? and I just wasn't and so I was just like not paying attention to like what I was doing I was going fast and all of a sudden I'm like at the f- big sharp knives and I'm then I just grabbed the thing and like I got the little scrub. Ah, fuck! And I just hit my finger on the goddamn <laughs> microphone. Ah, 
Oh, Potter, podcast <laughs> listeners, this is the worst. Oh, my God. Fuck. All right. Oh, just so take, many more horrible things going gonna, on in the world that I can't complain, but, like, fuck. It's just Today pulling wine been... straight from the bottle. Oh. Yes. Okay. That's great. Okay. His wine will be gone fast. So, <laughs> anyway, the fucking bread knife, I just, all of a sudden, it just is through my, like, a, Basically, if you di- a diagonal from like where your fingernail stops being curved to the center of your fingernail, back about just a little bit across the front of my finger, and so I sliced off like the front edge of my fingertip, and it didn't like it didn't fall off. I didn't go the whole way, but I went like pretty much the whole way. But it's like <coughs> still on there, and I was told to just push it together after I finally got it to stop. It took it took me it took me like three hours to get it to stop bleeding. And like it was just yeah, it was a clusterfuck. It it hurt God. like hell. This brings me to my question for Bill. Yeah. Because then like I was using paper towels because my wife and I have never in the history of our relationship, and I don't believe I ever have in any place I've ever lived, had any first aid kit. A- anything other than straight up band-aids and maybe some of that neosporin or whatever those uh-huh. anti uh-huh. yeah. those yeah. those th- those and band-aids are the only two things we had on hand and so i was like after finally getting sick of my hand my hand cramped after two hours from trying to hold it tight with my left hand so i was like all right i need to do it i tried to use hair ties i used a chip clip for a while wait um, and then and then finally, I was like, oh, my God, I have pink duct tape in that one box. And so I ran out and grabbed the duct tape, put a thing on, and just wrapped duct like. What so is under the pic- duct tape? So, but, so that, I put that on really tight, and it was the first time it was just paper towel. Okay. And so I just put on really tight for like an hour, and then I slowly cut it and like put my hand above my head, and that finally stopped the bleeding. Because every fucking time it like felt like I stopped bleeding, and I'd take it off, and it'd be, it wouldn't bleed, and then it would start bleeding again. So I finally did that and left it on for an hour. Cut it off slowly. It stopped. Um, washed it, cleaned it, put Neosporin or is that what that stuff's called? Yeah, Neosporin. Yep. Neosporin. Put that yeah. shit on it, and then I took uh, a uh, Kleenex this time to like kind of be the thing, just lightly on top of it, and made a little ball of that, and then just put a paper towel over it lightly. And so this time it's a lot looser, but then I still have something keeping the shit and the nail skin in place. <coughs> Um, and so it's pushing up a little, and then I put. But then this, so this time I made it a little bigger. But then I wrapped it in uh, in pink duct tape again here, as you can see. So I think uh, so I know it, what your question is, and I think uh, I know what, what my answer is going to be. But go what, ahead. What should an adult have on hand just in case? Um, it it you really I know this is Lewis. I can already hear you laughing at me, but you should keep a roll of gauze at your house. You should have a roll of gauze. I'm in, not going to laugh. In, That's very sensitive. In your house, yeah. Um, <coughs> also, not neosporin. What's the what's the, like uh, the proper alcohol stuff that burns? Uh, ooh, ooh, like uh, hydrogen peroxide. Like, r- is it rubbing? Um, uh, well, there's rubbing alcohol that you. But isn't it hydrogen one. peroxide? Isn't that what you put? Um, you can vodka. you can put that on there. But there's also yeah. um, whiskey. Can't remember. Well, whiskey's good too. Yeah. Um, no, so they so gauze is what you would want under that duct tape. <coughs> gauze. Um, Spelled and they actually and you know fluffy Kleenex is pretty close for what I have. You're not you're not bad so. as long as Except you use it that, first. That Kleenex is going to be <coughs> gauze. That's just big gauze trying to sell me. I can use no, things I no, already have around no, the house. No, no, gauze is going to be Johnson better and Johnson are um, fucking schemers. They they also make um 
butterfly bandages, which you would use to hold the wound together and then put the gauze over the top of that. Um, if you have something that's, you know, bad enough that you probably need stitches, but not not quite, that's a good thing to have. They also make, and I have discovered this because I have also cut myself on um, kitchen knives many times while washing dishes and also burned my fingers really badly cooking. Um, one time I grabbed a hot pan. It was fucking dumb. They make oh. this really cool stuff, and I will never not have it in my house again. They make a version of rolled gauze that is specifically designed to bandage fingers. So you, like, take this, like... You take the gauze and you put it on this plastic thing. In fact, it's very akin to putting a condom on. And then you uh, put the plastic thing over. You put the plastic over your finger and then put the gauze on there and then like twist it and roll it over. And it creates like this whole finger bandage. Um, they have the little kit at CVS or at Walgreens. It's like finger gauze is what they call it. It comes with a little plastic applicator. It is the best, and I have used it like probably eight times in the last four years because I can't stop injuring myself. So I would suggest keeping gauze on hand. And if you are somebody who's prone to finger injuries like me, um, keeping that specific finger gauze is very worth it. Nice. So that's it. Just <coughs> different types of gauze, nothing mm -hmm. else other than that. I'm good with pretty much I mean, the Neosporin's good. That's going to help you with uh, infection. So that's a that's a good thing to keep applying. I would check on that in a day or two. I wouldn't leave it wrapped up in <laughs> Kleenex. Because <laughs> yeah. that Kleenex, Kleenex is just gonna, gonna be inside you, to the man. finger, yeah. and you're gonna you're gonna be in pain trying to take that off if you let yeah. it sit too long. So I guess a follow up question for Josh: um, What is this? Yes, I have to play three hours of music on okay. Saturday. Yep. Okay. That was I, uh, <laughs> That's what's happening here. Uh, so okay, so thank you, Bill. Uh, yeah. Any is there? Are, did we miss anything else? I mean, we no. got gauze. No, got, I, uh, I'm a big, big believer in gauze and neosporin. All right. Well, good. I'm halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> Lou, you got a question about being a grown up? Yeah, uh, <clears throat> Bill. Uh, been s seeing a lot of articles the last couple weeks with people's. Uh, recommendations for how to work from home and uh, uh, a lot of talk of like make sure you take a shower and put on pop proper pants in the morning mm -hmm. and I find that to be very silly um, mm -hmm. wondering if you have any is there any reason for me not to just continue to you know act like it's a Saturday when I'm watching college football or should I what what is your advice to a person who's who's working from home? Yeah, so it's interesting because I work in uh, in a field where working from home is very very atypical. It is mm -hmm. not a thing that happens in in my job, really ever. Um, and so I've gotten my first work from home experience really just this week. So I am not uh, much of an expert on this, but I will tell you my own experience, which was I was going into it. You know, I, I, I in the job that I have, I tend to dress a little nicer and like make sure that I like look presentable every day. Just I, so the listeners like, know Bill is a gigolo. And so, <coughs> right. It's um, hard. It's hard to do home this is remotely really, stuff. really weird. Tricky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, but like shave every day and whatever else. So I told myself at the beginning of this little work from home period that we started two weeks ago, you I shave every day. I was going to, I was going to do that. Right. Like I was going <laughs> to, I was going to get dressed. That shit I, fell did apart th real quick. I, I did that for exactly one day i did that here comes goatee bill i got out of bed where i showered and whatever and i went to a zoom meeting and then i was like that was a huge fucking waste of my time yeah 
So I don't know if this is the true quote grown up answer, like because I have a my brother in law has worked from home for for many many years, and he does say that he makes it a point to at least like get out of his pajamas and like dress mm-hmm. into work clothes, which typically consists of jeans and a sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. So I think oh, maybe I think maybe the maybe the important point is to like change clothes somehow. But mm. I think changing from one set of comfortable clothing to another, you know, maybe is mm. acceptable. I, I'm going to be working home now from home now for the next five weeks. It's completely unforeseen, and I don't plan on wearing anything other than comfortable clothes yeah. unless yeah, there's a you? very very good reason. Especially on your lower. To. But half, I do you know? I do right. think I will switch from what I wear to bed at night to different pajama looking clothing during the daytime. I think that's business the up top. Comfort of, down low, baby. Of what I'm, I did have a meeting with my um, boss via Zoom the other day, in which I was just wearing basketball shorts, which felt a little odd, but he didn't know, so you know, it's fine. Yeah, he could have been wearing something even weirder. Oh God, think about or that. Or not? I hadn't thought of it that way. <laughs> just a gauze, a finger gauze on his wiener. <laughs> Sorry. That what? is, ladies and gentlemen, what is known in the business as a callback. <laughs> Bubba, yes, go ahead. Uh, so, uh, what is the appropriate time uh, during the day uh, that it's it's okay now that people are working at home to start drinking? Oh, that's a good question too. Um, it probably depends on. You're Didn't at, our like grandparents or great grandparents just like work at point one at you know? I what mean, mean like, basically, wasn't they that al- a thing they for also a lot of like generations? Like, manually we'll stay at home fifty pound sure, sacks dude. of flour off of ships. Um, but I think Wait, what did you just I said? They also like had to manually move fifty pound sacks of flour off of ships with like a fucking hook, like okay. you know. Ancestors were smugglers. What what was that job like? (laughs) Hook unloader? No, shipyard worker, dockyard worker. I don't know. Like I'm just jobs were way fucking harder a hundred years ago. Frank, manual labor sucked. Like, think about your job right now. It's like ninety eight percent done on a fucking laptop. Like it's whatever. Um, I'm getting real, real good amounts of screen time in these days. <laughs> Just really heroic levels of screen time. <laughs> um, I mean, sometimes like three shit. screens at once because fuck it. You know? Play that shit out like back four generations. Like imagine nothing had progressed. Like guys, Louie and our size, just we'd be doing manual labor yeah, you guys on would the be farm, like singing shanties. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, we would just be we would just be large farm men laying right? like, train tracks. That's, that's what just all of the great just punching said. each other for in fisticuffs yeah. at the end of the day just for, <laughs> to feel something. Just um, to feel. I think you can I think you can start drinking whenever just you're done doing the serious work of, of the day. Us. I mean, I think it just depends on your alcohol dependency, you know? Like <laughs> right. If you aren't going to do a good job without drinking some, you know, then. <laughs> Maybe and if, and if you and if you would do a worse job having had some drinks, then you probably shouldn't do that. Right. Right. But if it helps you hoist a barn, <laughs> gives you that little extra strength, <laughs> then I say, well done. Is this some sort of Germanic. computer game you're playing? <laughs> Where are you? Germanic yes. manual labor. <laughs> what, what are we even? It's what an are app. We even doing. I don't know. 
Your options are to start at. We should wait four and a half years and come back again. (laughs) We're good once every four and a half years. We're already out of. We've already lost all our steam. Thanks, Bill. You sure are a swell grown up. (laughs) Thanks. And I, I hope to. I hope to have proper safety equipment in my house someday, just like you. He says as he drinks wine right. straight from the bottle. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> like, if <laughs> what are Bubba's Bubba's ask a grown up questions going to be when he's like fifty eight and you're <laughs> sixty? He's going to be like, "How do I get AARP magazine to stop showing up at my door?" <laughs> no, so you got to take advantage of the AARP benefits. That's mm. how you save all the money. Yeah. Let me guess you're a triple A member. You use that to get a little cheaper hotel, don't you? Uh, <laughs> once upon a time, I was a triple A member. I am not anymore. In the before times when we drove <laughs> places. A long, long <laughs> ago. <laughs> uh, and speaking of the before times, it's opening baseball day season game. Smack a dinger. Uh, today was going to be opening day for the Major League God of Baseball, it. but sports, like everything else, are canceled. Um, so, uh, guys, uh, let's talk baseball. Uh, how do we get our baseball fix in these baseballless times? So, mm. I watched um, some of the replay i know there's different networks and things doing replays of sports right now and that's kind of fun i feel like that's the kind of thing that's going to be fun for like a a week or two we're gonna like i'll be like hey that was cool remember when that happened and it'll be neat and then if you know this will go on longer than that then we're all just gonna hate our lives but um i did watch a little bit of the replay of the twins um that game 163 from 2009 we talked about it actually last week on the pod yeah um but they replayed it on the Twins website today, and it was pretty fun to watch um, that back again. People were live tweeting it, so it was kind of fun to like to to relive that memory with other people vir- virtually. But so that's one way to get our baseball fix for a little while. I don't know how long it'll last. Video games? I don't know. That's probably. I think I. I feel like there's going to be I feel like it'll be okay without sports for uh, longer than longer than we think. Like I think whatever your sport is, I feel like it'll be okay for a bit. But I do think I do think it'll just force people to recognize how much time in their lives they spend watching sports and thinking about sports and reading sports and I know that I've hit that point already of just realizing how many hours in a given weekend I would end up spending watching sports or yeah, or how much of my consumption of journalism or really anything on the internet involves sports in some way and kind of recognizing that for me the, the way to not miss sports has been trying to avoid um, just meandering around the internet reading stuff because the things – I feel like I've read quite a bit in the last couple of weeks and it's like enough to know – what I should and shouldn't be doing. And now at this point I need to stop because it's just going to make me more paranoid and crazy and angry. And so I feel like that's, it's always, I think just in, this is obviously uh, a tangent, but just sort of, 
I think it's it sort of made me recognize that um, it's a Louis rant. It's time for another Louis rant with Louis. Yeah, no, it's just made me recognize that uh, missing the, sp- the sports aspect and kind of how every website you go to, even if it, in the before times it was a sports website, is somehow going to be about the coronavirus. I think it just sort of, for me, I've been trying to regulate and modulate the amount of information I'm bringing in and finding more and more that the best thing to do is just to like watch old Simpsons episodes and do things that have no basis in what's happening right now because... I definitely think it's good to have some information, but it, for me anyway, I've, I feel like too much is definitely going to be worse than not enough because a lot of the information out there is also not a lot of the official information Super we helpful. are getting from <laughs> the official people in our lives is, uh, is actually deeply wrong and dangerous to listen to. So I don't know. I think for me, for me, I've found it okay without sports so far. And like, I didn't even know it was baseball opening day until kind of midway through the day when I saw someone talking about it online. Um, I think it's, I think, I think, I don't know. I, I feel like we'll get our fix through YouTube and through video games and that kind of thing. And I think it'll be, it won't be as felt as hard as we think, especially just obviously I'm just speaking from the point of view of a fan and not somebody who works at a, you know, works at the, right target field or who makes it a living doing this. Cause obviously they are feeling it much more acutely, but I feel like we'll find that, um, we can go longer than we think without sports and, um, whether we use that time productively, I, I doubt, but at least maybe we'll, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not like, yeah. I, you know, I don't, I don't think any of us, I don't know. I can't speak for everyone, but I don't, I'm not going to learn French, you know, I'm probably just going to watch the wire from start to finish again or whatever, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> But my whole my goal really is just to stay alive. So I feel like, right. <laughs> honestly, it's like, oh, well, did you like record a you know an opera? It's like, nah, man, I just tried to keep living. So I don't know. Uh, that I I totally agree with you on all the points. But like those same reasons were kind of the reason I start. Like I was I was like I was like oh god I don't. If only this would have also been when the NFL was going. I, it's the only way I could have been like less like I don't care. But it's soccer. Yeah, but like, even with that, I didn't think it was gonna affect me. And then this, like, last few days, I've kind of just been like, "Fuck!" Like, because I've been trying to only take news in morning and night, just like get the big few things you need. Because I was feeling exactly how you were. Like, I was going fucking crazy a few days, like earlier in the week. But you're not watching every White House briefing live. Yeah, it's it was because it was like. By the way, those fuck, man. Anyway. Sorry, I didn't mean yeah. to. I shouldn't have. No, but no, but that's the point. Is like it's it's impossible, and because sports, like all the shit that should be sports on TV or anywhere else, is just about coronavirus. Yeah, I was like, fuck. If they were just playing sports, we could just like talk about the games and like uh, oh, like that was what was making me like really miss that as just a thing. Because like sports, it as much as you love to analyze the shit out of it sometimes, and we get like so so deep into analysis of sports in just in general and i know that we like those kind of things but like also sports is just like pretty fun you know what i mean like well, it's, and it's, an, it's, it's a, a way, way to, to turn your brain off sometimes exactly and just enjoy yeah it's a way to so it's a like, way to yeah. find meaning and joy and anger in right. something that ultimately doesn't matter which i think is why it's a good thing to have because um right. like you're saying when when there's nothing to read about or watch except there's a you know, the worst pandemic in 
over a hundred years and the people handling it are the most incompetent boobs ever, then it's like, it is hard not to, you know, like this is the, yeah, it's a, I wish there was just like an, another planet that had sports that we could just follow their sports or whatever. Right. Tune into that. Yeah. Where it's just like, it's just uh, a distraction would be nice in this exact time when there are no distractions really. Um, Which I think is why, you know, um, now is the time for that fantasy Quidditch league that we talked about. Right. You remember this, Louis? <laughs> was it on this podcast five years ago? <laughs> no, it, I, it was. I think it was Helvey was the first one who had who had pitched this idea. I think he had sent it to me, and I, f- I feel like we talked about it a few times. It was like, what if you just like how fantasy used to be? How you'd like write up all the games and then like make box scores so for just everything. dungeons how, and dragons quidditch is what you're talking about basically. <laughs> right yeah like, but how you know like you'd make a weekly publication so you create a fantasy quidditch league okay. and you like make all of the teams and then you just write what happened and like you do a write-up of all of the games and then stat lines for all of them so other people can play and you just make it up you know what i mean yeah. like <laughs> it's an insane idea but right this minute it's like if it's ever gonna happen fucking now is the now time, is the, this time. Is the time fantasy quidditch helvy give me a call what Let's kind of stats what kind of stat line does a person amass in a game of quidditch i don't really know um well there's goals most quaffle drops <laughs> <laughs> wait is that a good do you want you don't want to drop no, a quaffle no that's no yeah that's like mm. mo- you know, penalty minutes or uh, oh, okay. or even more like you yellow know. cards or something. right exactly uh, it's got to be like hits for beaters, right? Like yeah, yeah, hits. I mean, yeah, for like, uh, and uh, obviously, you know, like scores. Yeah. Um, assist. I would assume you'd get assists, assists in there for the quaffle, yeah. And yeah. then like some grand term for when you catch the snitch, snitching. <laughs> <laughs> Here he comes. He's got three snitches in his last four matches. Could you do like a? Could you do some sort of fantasy event tournament for the Triwizard Cup? Oh, see another thing that same same idea. We'd have to come up with metrics for each of the tasks. Did you live? <laughs> <laughs> if yes, a hundred. If no, zero. Fucking Cedric Diggory <laughs> fails. A lot Did of people drafted him? Cedric first in their d- home drafts. <laughs> <laughs> if, if they'd have only known. But then in the then in, then in the Twilight the Twilight Fantasy League he did well so it worked out ultimately <laughs> right mm-hmm. right he got to sparkle forever yeah <laughs> he had the most sparkle points of 2017 18 <laughs> and the most like arms torn off <laughs> um okay so speaking of arms torn off have you guys watched Tiger King yet <laughs> no um, no everybody's just, talking watched, about it. I watched the first episode. Oh, man. I, I say get, give everybody a week to watch at least a couple episodes. We'll talk about it next week. Because I'm really <laughs> interested, but I don't want anything to get ruined. Because I only saw the first episode, which is basically backstory. You can't. Nothing. Uh, there's I, nothing to get ruined. It's the most bananas thing ever. I don't, <laughs> it seems like I don't have Netflix. What? I don't have Netflix. Does your kid, one of your kids have an account? <laughs> Well, Bill, I won't text you my username and password. Yes, yeah, some you of us that? are related to people who work for Netflix. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, before we leave sports, uh, there is one baseball story that I just, I don't think I've ever at really talked about this with either of you guys, even though it's, I mean, I'm, Bill, I know you and I chatted about it a little bit, but... Uh, I just love to hear. Is this your how guys you pick people on, off by balking all the time? <laughs> on, on the ass. 
it's only a Bach if they call it Bill, and it was only ever called once, and it was by a guy who was never mind. Uh, Houston Astros, super big cheaters, or this is overblown. Mm. Louis, I uh, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't. I find it more. Uh, I think. I think it's. I find it to be a bit overblown, except the way they reacted makes me think that it's not overblown, if that makes sense. Um, right. There have been a million cheating scandals in baseball, and people have been using cameras and buzzers since those things existed. Um, but just if they had even been remotely sorry and just been like straight up like, yeah, you know, we use some technology and... I don't know. It seems it seems to me that the thing that everyone got real bent out of shape about was just the technology part of it because right because the everyone steals signs and like that's yeah. just not everyone apparently agrees that that's part of baseball. But it's like as soon as people had like a camera or an iPhone or an whatever Apple Watch or whatever, then all these the Red Sox scandals like all these is like this is what makes people mad. But uh, yeah, I've never really yeah I've only really everyone who's not been a pitcher only on a baseball team. The other four games a week that you sit there and watch, all you're doing is stealing mm-hmm. the other team's signs. Yeah. Or or fucking and around. And then every, you know, every every first base coach I've ever known has tried to angle themselves in a way to steal signs. I mean, it's just always a thing. But it doesn't seem like anyone cares about that. Like if you right. if you're on second base and you've de- deciphered a team's signs, nobody's going to be mad at you i mean in my experience it's right there in the open right like you're standing on second base and the yeah like, i mean and and if even if they're doing something complicated but if you figure it out i mean i i feel like the there's never i've never been in a situation except for in a very low stakes amateur game where we all sort of gentlemen's agreement nobody's doing this because who you know it's not that big of a deal but like in a competitive baseball game um I feel like the people who would be angry, you'd, the people you would be angry at were the people who didn't do a good enough job disguising their signs, not the people who stole them. The expectation right. is that people are going to steal your signs. So it seems to me that the technology is what got everyone so angry. And I, I just feel like, well, it's the logical end game of introducing this technology Progress, at all, right. because obviously people are going to try to cheat. This is a billion dollar industry. and So go five signs every time and fucking... You know, I just it was just so comical that it was entertaining, like wa- watching those video breakdowns where you could just hear somebody bashing on a garbage can and all this <laughs> stuff was like, I don't know. I thought it was pretty funny. I I don't know. I I thought I think baseball fans generally get real real uh, pissy about it. Yeah, really. Like whether it's you know Pete Rose or whether it's about I don't know any number of stupid things like. Remember when, was it Michael Pineda or someone had like some sticky substance on their hat and that's all anyone would talk about or Phil Necro with the Emery board. Like there's all this stuff that it's always happening and everyone knows it's happening, but it seems like since the beginning of baseball, it's been equal parts, tons of rampant cheating and then also tons of like disgust and dismay over what's happening to this beautiful game. And this game was founded by a bunch of drunken louts from the Midwest, (laughs) you know, like this is a bunch of maniacs. So it's like... (laughs) I don't know. I think it's all kind of silly, but yeah. Bill, um, I endorsed how 
outraged people were because the outrage led to massive amounts of entertainment. There were so many great videos online just shitting on the Astros, so many great jokes. Um, the best one I saw was just made just uh, a couple of weeks ago at spring training. A guy was doing a, a magic trick where he was going to read a little girl's mind, and so he had her pick a number between one and five and then hold up the number of fingers behind her back of the number that she was, and then one of his buddies was in the background wearing a trash can around his chest looking at the fingers behind her back and then banged out the number of fingers that, like, you know, like the entertainment value was so high. And I, I agree with Lewis. What made this so bad was just the complete lack of contrition on the part of the Astros. Like, just fucking say you're sorry and move on. I, I, I feel like this is a lesson that we try to teach our children that we had to learn when we were kids that we continue to have to learn over and over again in life. But, like, just just say you're sorry and own it. Move on. The the the, the more you dig in, the the worst it's going to be for you, you know, and it, they were just right. so arrogant about it. And they were so, no, no, we didn't do anything wrong. Like the, the longer that went on, the more it was like, no, you know what? Fuck these guys. Like just right. fuck them. Um, yeah. you know, and then there was all the, the shit about what was their assistant GM was being a dick in the locker room after something to those female reporters. Like there was just all this stuff, this storm that started to gather around the Astros where they just were not likable humans to the yeah. point where when this came out, you were just like, yeah, fuck those guys like if a different franchise with different people i mean i assume there's unlikable people in every franchise but it all of the other things around it made me accept the outrage but you know like on the whole it it was it overblown yeah probably you know this shit happens all the time they're certainly not yeah. the only team that's ever done it and they won't be the last um so overblown sure but was it entertaining yep bubba what is the uh do you have any good cheating in baseball stories from your playing days uh, not not anything like that there's nothing that really like pops to mind um i have lots of random little flickers of memories that are half stories that i can't really remember of just the types of things that we did and like the people who would you know like the uh, just i just you know the t- i rem- i have lots of memories of like the inning being going and I'm on deck to le- to start the inning and then the person running over to first base is like, hey, I've been able to see his signs for the last two innings. What do you want to know? I was just like, just say my number anytime he's throwing a fastball and if you don't know, say nothing, you know? And so then at least if a fastball was coming, you'd know, you know, those kind of things or like people or the times that you think you're getting your signs picked up as a pitcher where you're standing on the mound and your shorts, like, like you were saying, Louie, that was the funny thing is like, Cheating is just, like, a part of baseball, or at least this type, stealing signs. Maybe not cheating. There are other types of, you know, but, like, stealing signs is just, uh, it's just a part of the game. And and so, like, thinking back to the times, it's like, of a shortstop doesn't, like, turn to the guy on second base and go, fuck you, you're stealing our signs. He, like, goes to his pitcher. He's like, hey, dickhead, switch up the signs. Right, you know, like, right, right. There's a dude on second. Change it up. Because that's, right, exactly. So that's, so, like, I, I have those memories, but, like, I don't think I have any really good luck, and we got this one sign and hit a homer for the title. Did you? Know? you uh, how do you feel about in a one umpire game? How do you feel about when you're a guy on second and there's a single hit, uh, just cutting the corner big time on third? Because that's a that's a well known cheating move that <laughs> you will never get caught for, but it is so shitty. <laughs> no, I because no I one still, no uh, one ump will ever see you cut a corner never, at third. I know, never, I like. That's the type of shit. Come on, like nobody should really be okay. I with that. I single umpired JV baseball and town ball baseball for six years, and not once ever was that appeal over to third where I was like, oh no, yeah, he fucking missed it. 
because yeah. I never, ever, ever watched it. Ever. And I feel and like everybody most, in the whole, I, the both teams know it, which is why most teams usually didn't appeal it. Or if they did appeal it, and then you you know you rule the dude safe, they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And like, yeah, you're like, well, what the fuck am I supposed it, to do? And it's not a good feeling as an umpire, too, to see the dude score at home, be standing in the dugout. They appeal the thing to third. You rule him safe, and then you look over, and the dude in the dugout just has the biggest shitty grin <laughs> on his face. You're like, you motherfucker. I know you cut that corner, but I can't prove it. And everybody on that team knows you cut that corner. Fuck, man. One of my last not, years not playing great. town ball, uh, we were <coughs> losing by three or four going into the ninth, and it was an elimination game in regions, and uh, or maybe playoffs to go to regions. But um, a good dude in our team hit a homer to lead off the inning. And then uh, I was – you know, we were all like kind of pumped up, ready to go. Here we go, down by two or three or whatever it was. And then, like, a, 10 seconds later, all of a sudden, we're all confused because turns out he didn't touch home. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. And we, he, it, he was like, Yeah, I, for, I don't know if he forgot. I'm trying to remember. The bat was right there, and he went to pick up the bat, and he was right next to home. Like, he, you know, it wasn't like he just stopped running. But uh, he just like picked up the bat. Yeah, and, and then they appealed, and action. everyone right away was like, "Yeah, you're out. Like you didn't touch him, you weirdo." Um, oh no, it was really bad. That is bad. I won't say who it was. Yeah, he won't be listening Ouch. anyway. But <laughs> well, he's not Ted, Sean, or uh, Mike, so definitely not. Hi guys. <laughs> hey guys, thanks for thanks for sticking with us. Um, so uh, good baseball talk. Let's keep it rolling into our next segment. Let's Let's all stay home and watch Netflix instead. Or maybe Amazon Instant Video. It comes free with Amazon Prime. Gentlemen, imagine someone's like, pick your five favorite baseball movies, but, but you can never see, a- caveat, you can never see any other baseball movies ever again. But you can pick five baseball movies to bring forever. What are the five baseball movies you bring? Let's make it three. Five's too many. Three. You get three fucking baseball movies to bring forward for humanity. Everything else gets burned. What do you pick? Twins win 87. <laughs> Twins <laughs> win 91. For those of you out-of-staters, these are referencing the fan highlight videos of the two Minnesota Twins World Series. Corey, My Corey part of the knew a guy who was in one is, of them. <laughs> right. Is, in the 87, a guy who holds a, is holding one of the signs. Chuck, Chuck Knobloch's sister is yelling at him to steal in game one. Um, I love that, that bit. All right, Keith let's do this. Let's do this mustache. as a round robin, so everyone says yeah, one, so and then nobody can so. say that one after it's the been same said. one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. I'm yeah, going to no, start. Yep. Major League Three, back to the minors. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think uh, Major League is yeah, is that's so good. That's hard to one. mess with. Yeah. I I'll. I'll take this one because I'm schlocky and sentimental, and I know that, like, in recent years, it's easier to shit on this movie than love it, but I loved this movie. Oh, don't say it. Th- I'm going to do it, dude. I have to do it. I 
I had baseball, Ray. Yes, that's it. That's the scene. I'm sorry. It still it holds a special place in my heart. I know. I know. Like old cynical me now sees it as a little bit, you know, um, you know, treacly. Yes, thank you. That oh my god, that is exactly. I shit you not, Lewis. That's exactly the word that I was coming up with. Oh good. Maybe because I just had Harry Potter on the TV and they talk about treacle tart all the time. But um, Mm, treacle tart. But I still love it. I'm sorry. I, I I still love it, and I. I was just going to say I won't apologize for it, but I just said I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you really um, just did. <laughs> I I'm honestly ta- have I'm taking no f- idea what you said. What the fuck movie he are hasn't we talking about? Field, Field of Dreams. We're taking uh, Field of Dreams. I, I will. Oh. I, I love that movie. I'm, I'm a sucker for it. Maybe that makes me a dumbass. I don't know. But no, it's, I, I mean, it's. It and Moon, Moonlight Graham. Moonlight Graham, dude. And then, you know, like, watch out for in your ear. I don't know. It's great. Hot dog stuck in her throat. All right. I don't know. Joshua? Like, Feel the dreams. Um, well, I, and uh, to me, there's like the. Th- to me, there are two, and then like so many for me that could be number three or four. So the one that still remains that I think is just is always going to live forever because as an adult, it's still fun to watch, but it's also a great children's movie. Unlike Major League, which, I mean, a kid might enjoy the baseball, but the rest of it nope. they definitely won't follow. Uh, is Sandlot? Sandlot rules. Uh, great story. Ton of fun. Stands the test of time. Very good. And all uh, the actors that were in it still make a bunch of money showing up at Major League Baseball stadiums every year for random showings of Sandlot. Like, they do these tours. It's pretty fun. So, good for them. Ride that gravy train. Fucking Hamilton Porter. Well, and didn't the, didn't the twins open up a... <laughs> Dang it. I wish I remembered what they all did as grown-ups. <laughs> Squints Paladori's had 11 kids with Wendy Peppermint or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bought the hardware store. Um, I would say uh, a, league, a League of Their Own is my, oh, my yeah. next one. It's, oh, God. That's a good uh, I think it's, it's got a great cast. You got Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell, um, Gina Davis. Tom Hanks as manager is one of his best roles. Oh, yeah. Um, Marla Hooch. It's uh, Hooch. Marla. That scene, that's that scene. Rewatch the scene in the gym where she's discovered. It's so confusing. Everything about it is so confusing. Like <laughs> where the ball is flying. Why don't they have a batting cage? I don't. Well, they just they must replace <laughs> the windows like every week. Yeah. I don't really understand. It's like this tiny gym, if, as I recall, and it's very yeah. oddly set up. But no, a League of Their Own is a great one, um, and I think. Uh, you know, I think you can kind of go one of two ways, right? So, like, uh, Feel the Dreams is probably more like a league of their own in that way of, um, is this is it more about the story being really good, or is it more about the actual baseball part of it? And uh, I think the actual story in a league of their own is great. Whereas, you know, like Major League, the story's the story's cool, I guess, but the actual baseball stuff in Major League is and Clue Haywood, yeah. one of the best movie oh. villains of all time. <laughs> oh, like the best. Come on, there's He's, nothing beats Jack that. Parkman is great, but Major League Two is garbage. Um, Taylor, what are you doing here? How's your wife and my kids? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> ah, everything about but that. But like movie Roger Roger Dorn, one of the great it's characters. So, it's that movie is so much funnier than 
any other ba- like most of those baseball movies are comedies. There's a couple, you know, like the dramas that are pretty fun. The what's the Kevin Costner one? For love of the game. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> John C. Riley was born to be a catcher, though. Like he just oh, looks yes. like such a catcher. He, yeah. But he was also like 48, and so it's like <laughs> this guy would not be in the league anymore. Come on. Yeah, it's like how Wood Harris is in high school and remember the Titans, and right. he's like 32 yeah. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. But, like, Major League, good lord, everything about that. But that is by best villain. He's also, the same dude is also in Rookie of the Year. He's Sorry, one more time? Ba- Clue uh, Haywood the, is? Yeah, the guy who plays huh. him plays the first baseman in, because uh, he's a retired player, right? Really typecast, I guess. Yeah. No, isn't okay. he, I, think he, I think he played. I don't, well, somebody Google it. Uh. <laughs> Pete Vukovic. Yeah, that sounds like a player. He was a... Uh, holy shit. <laughs> was he terrible? No, he's just... He's... Peter Dennis Vukovic is a retired Serbian-American starting pitcher in Major League Baseball who came across as an intimidating presence on the mound with a 6'4", 220 frame and horseshoe mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's look up his IMDb. Let's find out. That would be awesome. In Major League. Um, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it was him. But that that villain is so on point. So many great one-liners. He was just in Major League. Yep, that's it. It's my he was wife. also, it says he was himself in the 1982 American League Championship Series with the Milwaukee Brewers. <laughs> Nice. That's it. Why is that on IMDb? It was on TV, man. <laughs> All right. Who's that guy she's with? We'll take him outside, <laughs> kick the shit out of him. Strike this motherfucker out. <laughs> oh fuck. Okay. Well, that was that was fun, guys. Those were some good. And we we're not even done. We're, okay, we're, let's keep. No, I've only Louis, done. I did two. You guys each no, you did, did one. Two, Bill. We're, Bill, I have a second. Bubba, have a second come one. on. I have a second one. My second one is, and this is just pure, again, like, selfishness, but um, the movie Little Big League, um, yeah. because it's about mm. the Minnesota Twins. Can I just, for one fucking minute, though, <laughs> just fucking Willie Little Mays Big was League. not on deck when Bobby Thompson and hit that home run. There's so many inaccuracies in Little Big League, but I just have one other big, giant fucking gripe about that movie. Hey, if you're about to talk shit, on my f- what's oh god damn it I can't remember his name Danny no, no. from West Wing Dan Danny from the West Wing okay. then you're gonna have a fight no, on your hands no, I mean next fine. time we're allowed he's to the security fine. guard the security guard who turns into the villain no, the Secret no. Service agent in no. uh, when Sinbad <laughs> you know what I'm talking about <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes he's actually, the villain in that yeah yeah yep. nope no my gripe is just plot related. Sports movies, especially sports movies of the 90s, like I think Rookie of the Year was already mentioned or whatever, are all these great movies, right? And you're just your classic sports movie like um, arc, right? Like eh, there's some there's some weirdness with the team and everybody's trying to gel and then they figure out and then they have like a good season and then like the bottom falls out a little bit and then they eventually like they strive through their hardship and they make it back to the title game or the championship game or whatever. And of course, because it's fucking movies, they always win. Right? Like, that shit happens, right? Like, the, the, the movie should be about winning the fucking championship. Oh, no, let's, uh, let's, let's decide to subvert that expectation and, uh, and pick a, a team that gets all the way to the, the, the big moment, the pennant game, and then fucking loses. Hey, what franchise should we pick to get to the big moment and have them lose in a major market sports movie? How about the fucking Minnesota Twins? That's such fucking bullshit. Like, 
God damn it. Why did that move? Why? Why? Why the movie? Like, the twins get to be a thing in a Hollywood movie, but they had to be the fucking sacrificial lamb movie where it's like, well, they, they don't always win, Sparky, and you can learn lessons from losing, too. Like, really? That's the fucking story of the twins' life the last 20 years. Fuck you. I don't know. I I mean, I don't see. I, didn't, I shouldn't have even picked that movie as a good movie. Tell I us how you really feel. Good. good Lord. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Little Big League pisses me off. I'm still picking you. It is, it is, a, it is, it is one of the most, it, I will say this though, it is one of the most uh, accurate baseball movies as far as actually getting, <laughs> getting the baseball part of it right. Like it, mm-hmm. I feel like uh, if I recall, I haven't seen it in a while, but like basically, uh, what's his name? Billy. Billy Hayward. Uh, Billy Haywood. Haywood. Just he's, like uh, Haywood. he's basically like a, a sabermatrician money balling the twins coming in and trying to shake things up because he knows what he's talking about and he student to the game and okay but what okay Bubba do you got another one? Oh, um because I want to uh, talk about one but I want you to go first if you want. okay um yeah I've got one that's in a very similar vein to Bill's um you know I haven't watched this movie in a long time and like we've talked about numerous times on this podcast I'm pretty easy to please uh, so I bet I'd still like it as a, as a big boy, <laughs> but as a little boy, oh my I, God. I really enjoyed Rookie of the Year. The tendon healed uh, a little tight because the pitcher's got a big butt. Uh, the pitcher does have a Henry big butt. Rohn Henry Rohn Gardner, uh, the guy who's in would go American on to Pie. bang Tara Reid in American <laughs> Pie Two, I believe. Uh, and and your upgrade from Danny from the West Wing to crazy. Hair McGee, Daniel the crazy Stern. Guy? No, wasn't yeah, he, he in that movie? Yeah, he was in that yes, movie. Yes, he yeah. was in that movie. One of the he wet was the pitching coach. <laughs> the wet. Uh, the guy who plays like the other pitcher who's lost his, you know, throw him the cheddar, baby, and he's like banging his mom, <laughs> and he's the, and he's like, but he's like kind of crazy in real life. Chet Stanton. Oh, is it a uh, Gary Busey? <laughs> Gary Busey. It is Gary Busey. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, great movie. So one one movie I would like to mention because it is a movie that they tried to they did make again, but it is the kind of movie that you don't see much of anymore these days, which is Bad Mighty News Ducks Bears Four. Let's fuck Bad News Bears from nineteen seventy six with uh, oh yeah Walter Matthau playing a baseball coach who has his kids hand him a bottle of Jim Beam. <laughs> and he pours it into his Budweiser while he's driving them to a game. <laughs> the shit that wouldn't fly. And there are like numerous racial slurs between the kids in a way that you d- <laughs> you got you got a Kelly on the dirt bike ripping heaters. Yeah. Just just, <laughs> just a child smoking for the entire movie. And speaking of movies where they don't win the title, that one works right. perfectly, you know? Yeah. They lose and then they riot. It's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, like I rem- I've only seen it once, uh, the the remake with Billy Bob Thornton, and I remember being like, ah, oh, I laughed a few times, and like I didn't hate it, but but like that original Bad News Bears, like that's the one that I always I feel like is maybe my third favorite. But sometimes I'm like, ah, I don't know if I like I don't want to watch it for some reason. But fuck that movie is so funny. <laughs> Plus the Yankees I- are the villains. Yankees make really good villains in movies. It seems they do. It's true. It's, it's like such really an easy. You don't need to know too. much about baseball to know that you should be cheering against the Yankees. You know, it's absolutely. Pretty, it's pretty yeah. much a given. Um, 
Bill, you got another movie? Yeah, so my third... I, I, so I really wanted what's to do the, what's eight. the What's it? The Rookie with Brendan Fraser? Do you remember that one? Uh, no, what's it called? Yeah. Is it The Rookie? No, The Rookie's the one the with... The Rookie's like, with the guy's um, throwing Dennis Quaid. It. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's what's the, the real man? life story the of one, some Tampa Bay Rays pitcher. Yeah. Brendan Fraser is in the like... In the climactic game, he strikes out 27 batters on three oh, pitches Jesus. each. Come on. He strikes out Ozzie Smith to end the game. Come on. What is that movie called? This is really exciting. Podcast. <laughs> There's also The Fan with Robert De Niro. Uh, the, <laughs> S- the Scout. The Scout. Albert no. Brooks plays The Scout, and Brendan Fraser is I the pitcher. The Scout. I'm gonna. Um, I wanted. It made two point six nine four million in the box office <laughs> on a budget of twenty million. Ooh. Ouch! Ooh, ouch! Yeah. Um, I wanted to pick Angels in the Outfield mostly because you referenced it earlier in the podcast, Louis. But <laughs> um, and I watched it a bunch when I was a kid. And was that was it Rookie of the Year or was it Angels in the Outfield that spawned the phrase "funky butt loving"? And that was somehow okay in a PG movie in the that was, that was uh, rookie, rookie of the year. year. That was rookie of the year. Okay, I couldn't remember. The doctor uh, says that once he sees how strong yeah, his arm right. is. Na- oh, uh, na- the nacho, has uh, nacho. healed a little tight. <laughs> nacho butt. That was the uh, that was <laughs> the, the phrase from Angels in the Outfield. No, I'm gonna pick though um, because I liked it and I thought it did quote baseball good too. And mostly what I liked about it, I know there was a lot of theatrical embellishment in it, even though it was based on a true story. But I also just liked how it portrayed. Um, like the way that quote old baseball maybe should maybe not be a thing anymore, um, and that I I just I enjoyed the book and I enjoyed the movie both um, Moneyball, I liked it and I, mm, yeah. I appreciated the way that it it went about its business and did its thing even if like I said Philip Seymour Hoffman maybe overdid it a little bit with like how opposed some old guys were to sabermetrics but I I think there are mm. those guys out there and I think um I think it did a good job of like teaching people that hey there's new and better ways to think about what we do with baseball that movie was fun too because uh like if you didn't know anything about this uh, about the oakland days or baseball you would basically think that converting scott hatterberg from a catcher to a first baseman and signing some journeyman reliever whose name i forget was the reason why they won 20 games in a row instead of that Jason Giambi and Miguel Tejada and Eric Chavez were amazing and they had Mark Mulder and Barry Zito and Tim Hudson yeah Yeah. that pitching staff was untouchable (laughs) and it's like no Scott I mean Scott Hatterberg was fine and good but it was like yeah that's not really why they but anyway it was good no no. No, it was our sidearm short reliever and if nothing else you got the Jonah Hill gif of him Yes, reacting to completing the trade, which was and good full circle. That was a good one because it's another sports movie that ends with the team at the center of it losing, but at least the team that put them out of their fucking misery was the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> the Twinkies. Finally, I kept some wa- justice I kept, for Little Bigly. <laughs> I kept waiting though for the scene in the movie where they like <laughs> zoomed in on the Twins celebrating at um, the Coliseum and then showed Denny Hawking grabbing <laughs> his ankle because it got. <laughs> yeah. But that they didn't put that in the movie. I thought maybe they would. Yeah, there's pro- you probably wrote a strongly worded letter, I would imagine. <laughs> Denny Hocking, the most famous number seven in Twins history. Fucking Denny Hocking. He wore seven, um, right? All right. Uh, my number three, last one. So uh, I'd like to just give two quick honorable mentions because uh, we'd know, we didn't name them. Uh, Mr. Baseball. Let's not forget when Tom Selleck <laughs> went to Japan. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, I remember that movie being kind of offensive, uh, but also a lot of fun. <laughs> so it's... <laughs> 
It, can, it doesn't need to be a but. It could just be an and. <laughs> <laughs> kind of offensive and a lot of fun. <laughs> Why not both? Um, I have not seen Mr. Baseball in so long. I, I don't remember it at all. <coughs> I never actually, I never actually saw it. I maybe never have either. If I did, it was a, when I was like twelve. Or... Wait, does Hook does Hook count as a baseball movie? Since they they do play baseball. They do. Play baseball. They do. It's a very important plot element. Major League Two is terrible, but the scene with the guy who replaces Wesley Snipes as Willie Mays Omar Hayes. Epps. Uh, oh yeah, Omar Epps and Jesse Ventura doing the trailer for Black oh, Knight, yeah. White Lightning, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine are the deadest. Mine were killed the quickest, or whatever. Like yeah, that yeah. is that is the best fucking twenty five seconds of a baseball movie ever. Yeah, the, um, I mean the I, the movie is Major League Two is at least it's at least watchable. It's fine. Like it's not like the, for a it's PG not great. Movie, it's not great, it, but it's got the whole idea of them letting their success go to their heads. And becoming big Hollywood versions of themselves, like Rick Vaughn, you know, yeah. trying to mess around with off-speed pitches, and Jack Parkman calling it the masturbator after he hits it over the fence. Like there's <laughs> yeah. that whole like okay. idea. That idea is a is an interesting idea for a sequel, but it's just not. Yeah. They tried to yeah they went the they went the let's not make it rated R and make a little bit more money kind of route and and that like all of the charm of the first one is that they can just say and act kind of how people act like. It's not all on point, but the amount of like really fucked up shit that gets said in a baseball dugout locker room and things that happen is a lot easier to portray when you're allowed to be rated R. And I will say that Major League Three Back to the Miners is worth <laughs> watching just because it is it is Minnesota Twins related. They are Triple uh, A team. Scott Bakula plays a Scott. He's <laughs> <laughs> a. A pitcher, I believe, who's kind of <laughs> on his last legs. And they, what, uh, Bill, what is the minor league affiliate, the Buzz? I don't know if they exist anymore. Um, I don't think they do. Uh, but it was a Twins AAA in the 90s. I think it was their yes. And they, the, the like right. climactic game is between the AAA team and the <coughs> Twins for some reason. Um, I can't remember the, why they have to play each other. Why, why they're playing the Twins. <laughs> but, Probably uh, something stupid like they get to take over as the major league <laughs> yes. team if they win. I'm pretty sure it like breaks made. a bunch of rules and laws. But did, it's, did, uh, the twins, did the Twins get these contracts because the Metrodome stood empty half the fucking year and was easy to film things in? Or Ooh, That's a good theory. Um, or they did the Polads just wanted the money and didn't give a shit. Right. Doesn't one of the Polad kids isn't he in movies too? One yeah, of he produced yeah. a couple really bad. He actually he produced yeah a couple movies. I forget yeah. nothing. Yeah. Mr. So Baseball, something with the John here. Cusack in it. He, he produced Mr. Baseball. <laughs> I bet. He... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my actual third pick, which is if you had to ask me today, I would say Major League Sandlot, and my number three. I just. There are parts of the movie that are a little bit, well, but it's old timey and fun. The story's is legendary, and I, I just like I can't. I never am not willing to watch it, and so I think that's what makes me think it's one of my favorite. Is Eight Men Out, the story of the nineteen nineteen Black mm-hmm. Sox. Mm-hmm. Like, we just, also haven't watched... even mentioned the Natural, but oh no, yeah, how did, and that's none a great, of us got mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah, it's a great movie, but I don't think that one's ever knocking in my top three, top five maybe, not top three. Yeah, I uh, I've had Eight Men Out uh, recorded on my computer for a long time to watch, and I still have never seen it. Speaking of John Cusack, mm-hmm. you should check it out. It's fun. Yeah, it's re- it, it's fun. 
I think that my my calling in life, if I can pull it off in the after times, if this all if we all live, um, is to be <laughs> to be a baseball consultant slash extra on movies and television shows. To just to be sure to be the one who's out. like nobody's ever done that on a baseball field, <laughs> and just to be like that's not, that's that not what your socks would look like. Nope, no, no, no. You can't look. You can't do that. That's not a thing that's ever been done. So anyway, if you uh, if you're producing a film in the future, <laughs> one of the three people, what are their What's names again? Ted, Sean, and Mike. Mike. <laughs> If any of you guys get into the uh, baseball filmmaking industry, give Louie a call. Yeah. He's looking for a part-time gig. Or Bubba or Bill, honestly. We'd all be good yeah. at it. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> like anybody who's not the people they've been using for everything I've ever seen on TV. Um, all right, that was, uh, that was baseball movies. Hey, you know what I found today? <laughs> Some white <laughs> <light> reading. <laughs> the Communist Manifesto. I'm holding up a copy of the Communist Manifesto. Do a, go. We're going to do a, do a little reading from it every week now. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter one, bourgeois and proletarians. <laughs> the history of all hitherto existing society is the history of class struggles. Freeman and slave, patrician and plebeian, lord and serf, guildmaster and journeyman, in a word, oppressor and oppressed, stood in constant opposition to one another, carried on and carried on an uninterrupted, now hidden, now open fight, a fight that each time ended, either in a revolutionary reconstitution of society at large or in the common ruin of the contending classes. That's all for today. Thank thank you, Lewis. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, Just remember... On that... uh, (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) The blood of the masses... (laughs) We'll do uh we'll do like uh we'll do like a reading from Mussolini and a reading from Marx and Engels <laughs> as like point and counterpoint every week. Well that brings us into the <laughs> closing moments of the show. We we decided that we shouldn't make every pod an hour and forty six minutes long. Which is so exactly how long we've been recording up to this point. Good luck editing this. Oh, don't worry, we'll 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 cut it down. Much Real like nice. Josh's finger. Mm. Much like my fingertips. <laughs> Fourth callback. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna start just doing one song of the week, uh, rotating who's picking it. This week it's me, and I'm. Uh, it's Louis's cousin, but not this guy on the other side of the family. One Isaac Opatz. Uh, uh, his album Mariachi Static is. I really, really love this album. Uh, I don't know. He, Isaac's got some new music I know coming out, Louis, you had said. Um, so go check out his stuff online. Uh, but definitely go get this album. Uh, it's a way to support local artists, local musicians. Uh, but now I'm going to play for you. Uh, I think, Louis, is, is this your favorite song off his first album? I think it's mine. Yes, I love this song. It's great. One That's Isaac with a Z and two A's. <laughs> and a K. Mariachi <laughs> Static. Here it is. Limited Liability on the Weekly Awesome.
Tasty music songs. <laughs> Isaac Opass, limited liability. That was um, so natural. All right, so, guys, before I we, love uh, human music. Uh, human music. So, fellas, <laughs> here's my final question. It's opening day. I would like to know what you think is the single greatest moment of baseball of all time. All right, I think I have this right. I was thinking about when, uh, do you remember when Manny Ramirez went inside the Green Monster to take a piss <laughs> during like a pitching change and then the game got delayed and he like bursted out of the door like, oh shit. And maybe it was a piss. Maybe he was like smoking a cigarette quick. I'm not sure. But 
that for some reason immediately came to mind. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's exactly the answer I was looking for. Because that's exact. That's by baseball so wonderful. Just a you know, gajillion moments. Um, Bill, what do you got? It's George Brett coming out of the dugout to fucking lose his shit on. Um, was it Terry McClelland? Was that the umpire? Um, after they overruled his home run. Um, the pine tar. For the pine tar thing, right? Um, which then eventually they went back and said, no, they, the umpires shouldn't have done that. That was against the spirit of the rules, right? And they ended up going back and replaying that game. But I, I, I just really like that. I don't, I don't know why I was trying to come up with something off the wall. I mean, my, my actual answer is Kirby Puckett's game six home run because that was, I mean, that un- was a good untouchable homer. for. We'll see you tomorrow for, night. For Twins fans, I, it's, it's it's the best. Um, but what about Denny know. Hawking's ankle injury? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I don't know that or uh, Nolan Ryan um, beating the shit out of Robin Ventura. <laughs> yes, I, this didn't I take really place on the field, <laughs> and I I really enjoy that as 98% well. Ninety eight percent sure I read this on the podcast five years ago. <coughs> but Mickey Mantle's uh, answer to his most memorable moment in Yankee Stadium remains one of my favorite baseball things. If you did this on the podcast, I don't remember it. Well, I will read something for you. Please do. Um, okay, so uh, the Yankees uh, sent out a survey to former players um, for the 50th anniversary of Yankee Stadium, which was in 1972. So at this point, Mickey Mantle was was retired. Um, as you may or may not know, he was a bit of a, well, an, an alcoholic, I guess would be the way to do it. But, uh, he was, uh, he had a good time and, uh, enjoyed himself. And, uh, so he was, uh, given a, a, a questionnaire, a survey about his experiences at Yankee Stadium. And, uh, it's, you can find it online, the actual scan of the letter he wrote, uh, the first prompt is, I consider the following my outstanding experience at Yankee Stadium. Mickey wrote, I got a blowjob under the right field bleachers by the Yankee <laughs> bullpen. I have not heard this story before. You did not read this on the podcast. The ne- it's my favorite thing in the world. Uh, the next prompt, so that was the first prompt. He wrote, I got a blowjob under the right field bleachers by the Yankee bullpen. That was his... That was his outstanding experience at Yankee Stadium. The next prompt is, this event occurred on or about, and then it says, <laughs> and I think they would regret this, uh, in parentheses, give as much detail as you can. <laughs> Mickey wrote, it was about the third or fourth inning. I had a pulled groin and couldn't fuck at the time. She was... <laughs> She was a very nice girl and asked me what to do with the cum after I came in her mouth. <laughs> I said, don't ask me. I'm no cocksucker. <laughs> Signed, Mickey Mantle, and he wrote, the All-American Boy. <laughs> it's a real thing that's on the internet that he did. <laughs> Not exactly... Uh, you well, know. that's that makes the one that I was gonna suggest people go look up pale in comparison. Oh, have I never heard of what the f- when? Jesus. Hold on, 
how what is the source of this how the fuck do we know this that's so insane. just google it it's really like a real thing you could just read it the actual form it's insane in like his actual handwriting yes I'll, uh, I've actually wait this is probably a thing I can do on this on this here chat is there a way to like this chat on our chat sorry this Snope, is something Snopes, you... Snopes says this is true yeah it's definitely true any part of our podcast that got too serious tonight was just made better. <laughs> that is the fucking funniest <laughs> thing really ever. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. Wait, read it again. <laughs> okay. Apologies to our... Yeah, just kidding. We have no listeners, and they're all old enough. <laughs> no, the, the guys who are listening I, want to hear I this. I consider time. the following my outstanding experience at Yankee Stadium. Quote, I got a blowjob under the right field bleachers by the Yankee bullpen, end quote. This event occurred on or about, give as much detail as you can. Quote, it was about the third or fourth inning. I had a pulled groin and couldn't fuck at the time. She was a very nice girl and asked me what to do with the cum after I came in her mouth. I said, don't ask me, I'm no cocksucker. Mickey Mantle, the all-American boy. Good God. (laughs) So, if you didn't think there were heroes left in the world, (laughs) God. If there is not a place to end a podcast that is better than that, I would like to not not hear it. Oh, fellas, (laughs) this is just what I needed after cutting off my finger. I hope you're okay. (laughs) I'll be all right. Please check that wound in the morning and make sure it's not infected. I'll t- I'll, in the afternoon, I want to give it a solid 24. <laughs> okay, well, I really oh don't want it to get infected. <laughs> and with that, I take my last <laughs> sip of Cellar Crew 2017 American Red. God it was a good year. Both of you. It was a no, very it wasn't. good year. It's a, it's a terrible year. They're all terrible <laughs> years. What's the point of any of this? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being here. It's been the <laughs> weekly <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Good night. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> Guys, it was again, if nothing else, it's very therapeutic to just get to be with you for a couple for hours sure. and 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 relax. So, uh just thanks for being here. Ask yourself, here. what would Mickey Mantle do? Exactly. And then find that empty spot under the right field bleachers. <laughs> exactly. Near the bullpen. And do not instruct anyone of what to do with cum. <laughs> it's been a pleasure seeing you, but we didn't. We spoke. It's been a pleasure you hearing us. Thanks for, thanks for being on the Weekly Awesome. I'm Louie. <laughs> and I'm Bill. I'm Bubba. Bye. Bye. <laughs> the end has come. It's time to say goodbye. Don't be sad Think of all the fun we've had I'll see you soon Don't think you've lost some Cause next week will be Fucking awesome too
dun 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 And I know what you're thinking, listeners. You're all like, shit. Is that the theme song that plays in the background while they're playing in major or in the game Major League Baseball? Or is that the game, the background? <laughs> or is that the background in Keep going, bases, you got this. In, in bases loaded? I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, is that the is that the background of bases loaded? Or or is that the background of RBI baseball while you're playing? The correct answer is yes. <laughs> oh my god.